Welcome back to From the Point by Your Favorite Point. Another episode presented by Sprite Winter Spice Cranberry. Back here with Bleacher Report. Again with my guy Winston. Ah. Oh. Uh. And then got my longtime friend, best friend, probably in the NBA. Uh, I mean, played AU with each other. Now NBA champ, Michael Porter Jr. MPJ, my brother. What's Mike, up, what up, man? What you up, straight? Baby? We got to come up with the uh, the handshake too. Yeah, we got to get the handshake. We got to. We, we do that every episode. Yeah, I think we got to start showing people backstage first. So well, ain't we thrown off facts. But I mean, recently, uh, so we I seen you at the the in season tournament game. Yeah, uh, in LA, y'all played the next day. Pulled up with Floyd, my boy. Yeah. Uh, how was that? Like, what was the game like? Uh, how'd you? pull up with him what was it like yeah man I mean first of all like I was hot because I wanted to play in that tournament um you know the, I thought the in-season tournament overall was was a success for the first year um it went a lot more smoother than we thought I think we needed one more win to secure the spot so I just we played the Clippers the next day um and so I just pulled up to the game uh, Floyd hit me and and that's why I wanted to pull up with him and uh yeah just went kind of just just went to watch the game. It's different sitting courtside, like watching when For you're sure. not like on the bench. It was a whole different experience. Um, but you know, like like you said, Floyd, uh, a cool dude, real uh, real down to earth. You know, when I'm with him, I just like to ask him questions, like how, how have you been great so long? Um, how have you like how do you take care of your body? I just pick his brain, bro. So it was a good experience chilling with him courtside. For sure. Right. Yeah, that's a that's a good point, Mike. Trey, I know you pulled up to a playoff game last year. Um, you kind of started to touch on it a little bit, but. How was that experience, um, shoot, for you whenever, you know, most of the times you don't pull up to NBA games as a, as a fan, but as a, as a player in a game. So what, what was that experience like for you? Oh, it was, it was clean. I was watching. I've, well, I've, I went to two. I went and watched Steph play. Oh, yeah, you did go to two. Steph play LeBron, and then I went and saw him play LeBron. I, I'd just be in L.A. in the summertime, so that's just the time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just out there, just, just you get to just train, but. It was just a fortunate time. I got to watch him. I, the last time I went, I went and saw when the Warriors played the the Rockets in the Western Conference Finals after our rookie year. Mm. And it was like, it's different. Like you said, it's different watching it and being in it. Like you like, like you see things that you could have done that, that would have been different. And then the, it looks sometimes more physical from just watching the game. Don't it? Like just That's watching the game, it looks facts. way more physical than when you're in it. And I'm like... That's a weird thing too. Like, yo, these dudes are super fast. Like they, because because I think when you're when you're about to play and you're even on the bench, you're already ready to play. You're ready to get out there, so you're already like in the mode of playing. When you're just over there chilling in your street clothes, yeah, you're like, yo, these dudes are moving fast. Like fast, <laughs> it's man. crazy. Facts, facts, fast. Um, Mike, first of all, man, congrats on winning a championship this year, bro. Appreciate that's, that, bro. That's yeah. so major. Yeah. Um, we were actually we recorded an episode probably it was earlier on the summer I think it was right after you won and um Trey uh Trey I you had made a comment you were like man I'm I'm just jealous of Mike man I just want to be in the final so bad man <laughs> uh but seriously like during those uh that that time those conversations that you were having with Mike what were those conversations like and and how did those conversations motivate you to get back to the playoffs and eventually go get you a championship man watching him was like I mean motivating like. Jealousy is just love and hate at the same time. So it's like jealousy isn't necessarily a bad thing all the time. Like I, we joke about it being jealous. Like that's like my brother. I was pulling for him. We we communicated every now and then throughout the playoffs. Like he knew I was pulling for him, and so just seeing him like achieve a chip, the stuff that we talked about since 
traveling around the, the country playing uh, basketball is like it's, it's cool to see and it's obviously motivating for his brother to want to go do the same thing and so I mean and I know he wants to do the same thing and get another one so it's just motivating for for each other to keep doing it so it's cool what about you what was it what was that time like for you man had hadn't been to the hadn't been to the finals before how, how was yeah. it well man like tracing back to even college and not being able to play in college like I was looking at Trey and seeing what he was doing and like he said like I was so happy for him seeing what he was doing at Oklahoma. But part of me was like, man, like, I want to be out there too. Like, he was motivating me to get back on the court. And so even my rookie season, um, seeing him, when they would come play in Denver and he's just killing us, like, I'm like, man, I cannot wait to get out there. So when he talks about kind of that jealousy aspect, I feel that because I was I was looking at him the same, like, way, like, when I couldn't play. And so, you know, we, we made it to the Western Conference Finals in the bubble, um, but it was nothing like when you get the – the arena full of fans, you know, and all that. Mm-hmm. So I remember watching him in the uh, Eastern Conference Finals, you know, out of New York and everything like that, and just watching his whole playoff run and that whole and how that went, and that motivated me, you know. So then we went to the finals. Like I was just so it was just it was a crazy experience because the the Western Conference Finals is one thing, but then to make it to the finals, <laughs> it's a whole nother like. Yeah, level up from the from the media attention from just the pressure of the games mm-hmm. like you're so close to winning an actual championship and so like Trey said man we were communicating um, he was telling me stuff he saw in the games you know just telling me to go get one and uh, mm-hmm. man just what I've been through um, individually and then to you know fall in the draft to Denver it's crazy that I think I'm the first guy in our draft class really to uh, yep. to, to win a championship mm-hmm. so I mean, God works in mysterious ways, so it was just, it was unreal. And, you know, I think we got a little bit of the hangover right now. We're not really uh, <laughs> as sharp or as motivated right now as a team, but, man, that was that was a incredible, incredible run. No, that was a, that was a crazy run. Uh, was there a time in the, in the finals that you knew, like, okay, this is over? Like, because y'all, I mean, in the finals, y'all did y'all stay. I mean, even leading up then, like, was there a time in the playoffs or was there a time in the finals that you were like, okay, yeah, we're going to win it? I'm not going to lie, bro. Like, we felt so dominant, like, in the playoffs. Like, I think our hardest series was probably Minnesota in round one or Phoenix in the second round when, uh, you know, D-Book and KD were going crazy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, then we played the Lakers. We we swept them, and even though they were a really good team. By the time we got to the finals um, and we saw we were matching up against the Heat, we kind of knew – we had them like before mm-hmm. the series even started we just knew matchup wise and obviously the heat are very scrappy they're a really good team we 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 couldn't figure out how they beat the bucks we couldn't figure out how they beat boston um so i think boston overall matched up with us a little bit better than the heat so i think from man from the very beginning we knew if we took care of business having home court advantage you know playing in the altitude yeah if if we if we took care of business we kind of knew um we 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 could get a ring. That's fire. That's fire. How has uh how has life been since then? How has life been off the court? How has life been even on the court? Yeah, I mean, I think I mean not much changes. Of course, everywhere you go, it's congrats, champ. It's it's amazing the support you get. You know, everyone just referring to you as champ. That's really that's really dope. That's how I was getting referred to all summer. I did a little bit of traveling, went to Taiwan. Um it was crazy to mm. see the fans over there halfway around the world like i landed at like 4 4 a.m and the whole airport is just filled with, with fans and i'm like it was crazy they all just had 
telling me congrats and, and things like that. Um, the only other place I really got to travel was to the Bahamas for your wedding mm-hmm. just because the off season was so short because we won the championship. So that was the only downside I would say is the off season was so short. But overall, man, like life has been good. I think once you get there and we've always been winners, you know, like back to high school, we've always been winning championships. You know, we won with Team USA. We won with Mocant. So I'm used to winning. So, I mean, the NBA championship is different. But it's really just the same. We're we're winners. We're addicted to winning. So it's not like you can let your foot off the gas. Um, I was right back in L.A. trying to get better, you know, this summer, um, playing with you some. And and that's really what it is. I mean, you just until you put your shoes up, put the ball up, you just continue to try to get better. And we're trying to do it again this year. So, mm-hmm. so this can uh, this can kind of be a question for the both of you. Um, what what do you what feeling lingers the most? winning or getting knocked out i know my answer right off the bat i mean it's losing like i I have like ptsd and like trauma from that sun series when they swept us i think it was the year before and they swept us uh i think jamal was hurt i got hurt like the first game and we got swept and it was just like so to get them back last year it was good but that's that man when you lose especially like in an embarrassing manner that sticks with you for sure Mm -hmm. no for sure for sure i think i think Man, I used to be like that. Like, it's crazy. Like, I used to hold on to my losses way more. I don't know. Something about just having kids, it just makes you, like, appreciate moments more. You know what so I'm saying? I've heard it that. You, I've like, heard yeah. that. You know, it makes you just appreciate, like, the better things more. And I think, not saying I don't I don't hold on to the, the L's that I take or hold on to the, the losses, because I trust me, like, I'm the first one to tell you. I'm like, I'm, I hold on to that more than anything. So I remember everything, but it's like, I also remember the good times and like, cause I like when you, when you leave the arena, you're somebody else too. So you can't be mad mm-hmm. all the time and, 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 and feeling down in a certain way all the time. So when you said that, that's, that's the first thing that comes to my mind is like, yeah, that's just the competitor in you. And that's just the, the beast that's just in us and the winner yeah. that's in us. But it's like something like some, sometimes things change you, bro. And it's like, I feel like just having kids has made me see just hold on to certain things maybe a little bit more and just appreciate it. and this makes me chase more happy memories than just holding on to certain grudges and Man, certain I've things. heard that actually like I, I've had teammates before who who have kids and the way they handle their losses or whatever is so much different than the guys that don't like we we're, we're stuck in the locker room we're, we're you know probably pouting we're reflecting on the game man they, they're hitting the showers whatever it's time to go home and be a dad and and even if you lose, you got your family to go to, go back to cheer you up. So I, I yeah. feel that for sure. No, it's, mm-hmm. it's a totally different feeling, bro. Yeah, y'all yeah. talk about amazing, holding, you know, cherishing on to those amazing things. Um, I think one of the most amazing things that the NBA is grateful for is y'all's draft class, for sure. Like you said, you're the only, uh, I think you're the only player as of now to win a championship, but um, y'all draft class is stacked, man. Um, we, uh, we've told, obviously, Trey and I were close during his, draft process but what was your draft process like i'm sure it was pretty different from from a lot of other guys that were going through that year um you know walk us through kind of what your draft process was like and and how you just kind of stay ready and and prepared for what was eventually where you're at now yeah man honestly my whole draft process was like depressing because i was wanting to work out i was wanting to travel and work out with teams but i wasn't right yet you know dating back to college um that's when i first got injured 
actually Trey remembers this pretty clearly. Like the the time when I really like messed up my back. Remember I tried to oh, dunk in practice? Austin. Austin. <laughs> I'm talking about I tried to boom on this dude and I fell from way up here. I thought I died. Like I fell on my back. Mm. And what happened was I didn't take enough time off. So my back kept nagging me all the way into college um, to where, you know, I had to get the surgery. And what happened was I came to came back too soon to try to play in the play uh the it's not even called the playoffs in college. NCAA tournament. <laughs> yeah, I tried to come play back in the uh NCAA tournament came back too soon and my back wasn't fully healed, so I kind of re-injured it. Yep. So the whole draft process, bro, like I'm not able to work out like I want to. I'm trying to get my back right. And it's just depressing, man, because I'm seeing all these dudes kill it and like whatever. So what happened was I me and my agent decided to have one pro day. We were gonna invite all the teams in to watch me. Um you know, go through it. So I, I hadn't really been working out a whole lot, but I took some anti-inflammatories and I'm like, okay, I'm going to go show them what I can do. Worked out pretty well. Didn't miss too many shots. And I remember like teams were pretty impressed because they hadn't seen me for a while. And the Sacramento Kings at number two, you know, they met with me. They were like, man, like we really like you. Like we might take you in number two because they thought I was fully healthy. Um, so my agent hit me and was like, we're going to do one more pro day in front of the top 10 teams because there's a chance you might go number one. Like, you know, they all thought you looked healthy, and that was the biggest question mark. So I'm hyped, but at the same time, my back is still bothering me. So I remember the day before that second pro day, like, I couldn't get out of bed. Like, my my back spasmed up that bad that I couldn't get out of bed. And I called my agent, and I'm like, bro, like, I don't think I can even. I don't even think I can go work out. Like, all these teams flew in and everything. So I'm, I'm like, scared because this is my whole future yep. ahead of me. You know what I mean? And so we decided – to let all the team doctors like look at me. So instead of the pro day, I go to the gym, I'm laying on the table and all these doctors are just analyzing me. And I know I'm not right. You know, I'm, it's just like, it's a traumatizing moment. Like I know I'm not right, but there's nothing I can do about it. And so I'm trying to fake it. Like I'm not in pain on the table, you know, trying to fake like I'm all right. Meanwhile, I'm, I'm, I'm hurting. So the Clippers doctor was the one who, um, and I, I don't really hold a grudge, but I know who it was. The Clippers doctor is the one that wrote up the report, you know, once they all analyzed me. It was like, he'll he'll probably never play again. Like, that's how bad my back was. Um, and so, yeah, so then I don't even know how my agent really finessed it to where a team was willing to take a chance on me. Mm-hmm. After reading that report that the doctor read, I think the Nuggets were just like, man, his upside is is pretty high. Even if we got to deal with the injury, let's let's try to at least figure it out. So, man, we go to New York for the draft. I see name after name go by, dudes that I think I'm better than. And I'm sitting there in pain. I'm watching all these dudes get drafted. And then get drafted to Denver, man. And, like, at the time, it was it was not how I viewed the NBA draft going for me. I always, since high school, viewed going up there, you know, mm-hmm. one, two, three. Um, and so that was tough to go 14. It was like a hit to my ego, hit to my pride. But even then, I'm like, man, I don't even know if I could hoop. So... Fly to Denver, you know how that goes after you get drafted, and they do their whole analyzing. And you know, I don't really even talk about this story a lot, but I really didn't know if I was gonna hoop again. Like, but they got me right, took the year off first year and started playing my second year. And it's been a it's been a journey since then, you know, a lot to go through. But looking back, especially after the championship, those are the times you reflect. You're like, man, God's God's fingerprints were somewhere in this story. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's an amazing testimony, bro. Thank you for sharing yeah, that. Facts. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, shoot, you really, you really went through went through everything in your draft process. And honestly, we've talked about this too, but how important that draft process is 
to mold you for your future, no matter what the circumstances are. It could be a humbling moment. It could be something like that. So, mm-hmm. um, I'm so happy that it worked out for the both of y'all, man. That's no, I mean, and it's, it's crazy too. I mean, this is just out the rip. Like he just talent alone. Mike should have been top three draft, like in our class. Like, it's not even like, it's not even a, a debate. Like the reason he failed at 14 is because people had questions like, mm-hmm. and people don't understand like really, that's why he, he got paid the way he did. Like people know the talent he has, like, and him being a third option just brought them a chip. Yeah. Like he can really bring more. It's just, it's just, dude, it's just about situation. It's about mm-hmm. being like people believing in you. So it's really cool. Like the, to hear how, how it all, I mean, really worked out for you in the long run, to be honest with you. I'm sure. Like, not you too. Cause I remember watching you in the, in the summer league, and like you were struggling at first, but people, I remember I put a little, a little video on Snapchat. I think <laughs> I was like, bro, like stop talking crazy about Trey because they were they. You know how people are. They see it's recency bias. So they saw the summer league. They're like, man, he might struggle in league. I'm like, no, watch. Like he's gonna kill. And then I think you were second year in the league. You were an all star starter, like mm-hmm. one of the best point guards in the league. Led the league in points and assists. Like I feel like you out of anyone in our draft class are severely underrated. Like you're one of the best players in the NBA. And so, and you're right. It is about situation. Like you've been lucky enough. I remember even back to, and I know I'm just talking right now, but like, I remember back in, in high school, you text me, you like, bro, where should I go to college? Like, you think I should go to Kentucky or Oklahoma? I'm like, nah, Trey, go to a team that's going to let you be you and go mm-hmm. dominate. And then you went to Oklahoma and did your thing. And it's been the same thing in the league. With the Hawks, you know, you got an organization that believed in you, and you've been killing ever since, bro. So it's been fun to watch. Well, I appreciate it, Did y'all bro. ever talk about teaming Facts. up in college? Did we? What? Yeah, we were going to. He had me, he had well, me thinking. Why not? He had me putting Washington on my on my final list. <laughs> y'all were about to go to Washington together? Nah, he was never going to come to Washington. I, I decommitted from Washington. Like, I got him to at least put Washington in, like, yeah. his top <laughs> 10, maybe. Yeah. But, like, I remember I decommitted from Washington, and I was like, and going Trey, to should I go to Missouri? Shotgun, Oklahoma. He kept saying Oklahoma, but I was trying. You know, they they hired my dad it. at Mizzou, so I had to go back home. Yeah, yeah. you made the right decision. But let's go. Since we're talking about AU, let's go. Let's go to it. I know uh, it's a lot of debate. Always, I'm in the locker room, always debating our team. Like, do you, or do you ever get in heated conversations about AU, like with teammates? Where do you where do you rank us? Where do yeah. you do you ever have conversations? I do. Um, because like Aaron played on a really good team, Oakland Soldiers. Yeah, yeah. Um, who else played? There's a few guys, but we got a lot of young dudes. I always tell them, "Nah, this is the best AAU team ever." And the only reason I say that is because, bro, in the in the Peach Jam, which is the highest like place of basketball, biggest tournament ever, we were smacking teams by thirty every game. Like we didn't win the championship by ten points; we won by thirty. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then besides me and you, we had probably the best basketball coach I've ever really like been played under you know Coach P was amazing and then you got all the role players Jonte you got um, Jared Ritter we had your brother Jonte like you said we man had we were cold bro Elijah <laughs> Cartier Gordon this is where you Brian how to Trimble. throw lobs Brian Trimble I know you wasn't throwing lobs to me in high school so yeah, yeah no I mean I had to save my lob throwing for this I was this a serious time lob threat back in the day <laughs> I was about to say that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. much they more of a lob threat than I could have been the world I mean my age our age 
we know the the live thread mic is like the world really don't ain't mm-hmm. seen it ain't seen it yet. and it's been yeah i mean you know injuries it's been you gotta change your game bro but i used to be like bounce punching stuff and I, <laughs> I think i seen a clip where y'all posted on the podcast where people have que- uh questions if trey can play with like a superstar he was like man like i played with mike in high school and we were mm-hmm. a dynamic duo like People don't know how willing of a passer he is. He would rather pass than score. He can just go get 40 or 50 because yeah. he's that good. But really, he he would he would have a layup, you know, and might throw it off the backboard, and I'm catching it and windmilling it. Right, like, yeah. He's always been such a willing passer, which I think, uh, you know, people know he can pass, but that's definitely an underrated part of his game. For, for sure. sure. I mean, yeah, there were, some, there were some really, really good AAU teams. I've got one here, 1994, New Jersey Patterson AAU team. That team had Kobe Bryant, Vince Carter, Tim Thomas, Rip Hamilton, and Kevin Freeman. The SoCal All-Stars of (laughs) 2005 and 2006. Kevin Love, Brandon Jennings, Chase Budinger, Taylor King, and Daniel Hackett. Um, They only lost two times in two years. What circuit did they play on the like? That's what I'm saying. Did they even play on a circuit? I don't know if they had circuits like that. I mean, that's 05, 06. Not like EYB, though. That was right. like some some totally different. I feel like um, Kobe. You said Kobe and Vince played together. Yeah, and Rip Hamilton. They were nice. Um, there was an Indy Heat team in two, in two thousand and four with Greg Oden, Mike Conley. We may have one by like five ten. Jeff Teague and and Dequan Cook. <laughs> we still winning though. Because Greg Oden back then. Um, yeah, who guarded Greg? Dominant. Oden? Yeah. Like B. Roy, <laughs> like Brandon Roy will tell you. Greg Golden was like dominant. B. Roy was your coach of high school, right? Yeah. How was that experience for you? Man, B. Roy, like, he let us rock. You know, besides Mocan, you know, my my high school team, Nathan Hill, we we went to Seattle. I moved to Seattle and it was the uh the worst team in the in the little league there. Mm-hmm. You know, we went there. Um B. Roy decided to be the coach and we went undefeated, number one team in the country, beat teams like Sierra Kenyon, you know, Oak Hill. Remember, y'all were nice. No, nah, we was nice. Uh, and B-Roy was a big part of that. He's one of those dudes. That's cheap. I don't think he really played for like a player's coach like that, like a dude who used to play in the league or like, yeah. but they give you a whole different type of confidence. Like yeah. B-Roy was like, Mike Knob, you're hot and you come past half court and you feel good. Has he somebody from, from half court? <laughs> he was really telling me that. So that's why I was killing so much in Nathan Hale was because of B-Roy. That's fire. Who was uh, on that Mocan squad? Who was one of the most underrated guys on your team that, I think Jared Ritter, I'm going to say. Jared Ritter had a strut, man. <laughs> he that he, his role man, was to shoot. What? Wait, and then we had that backup PG that backed you up. Elijah would have some Elijah timely Landry? buckets, yeah. too. He would have some timely He buckets. had some timely buckets, man. Elijah Landry from Tulsa? Yeah, from Tulsa. Oh, yeah. Man, we, I mean, we had a squad. Like, yeah, for sure. Everybody went D1. Yeah. Like, high major. Only one, the lowest was probably Army. Dang. Guy named uh, Connor. Went to Army. Connor. <laughs> my, my fault, Connor. <laughs> Light skin. This is crazy, bro. Uh, man, man, dang! Uh, I can't believe that was the low, the lowest offer. I mean, it's very clear that like you guys. No, but were, we had like okay, so we had him, Miz, Missouri, Oklahoma. Oh yeah, Connor. Uh, <laughs> SMU. Jerry Witter went to Xavier. I mean, we had. Yeah, and then like Jonte's in the league right now. Mm-hmm. Cartier could have went to the league. I don't yeah. know really what his situation is. Yeah, Brian was dumb athletic. <laughs> Florida State. Florida That's what I'm saying. We had a squad. Uh, but what do you think about today? So now you got an AAU team. I got one. What do you think about like today's AAU? Like, do you think it's different? Like, 
Well, first of all, I have my well, opinions on it, but what do you think about it? Well, first of all, what happened when our AU teams played each other? <laughs> Bro, we smacked them boys. <laughs> But I think I don't, uh, I don't, we don't need that's that was uncalled for, bro. Nah, he I'm got about a squad. A, I think we played him back the next year, and his team got better and beat ours. But I think, uh, uh, how has it changed? I don't know. I think I mean my team isn't on the circuit, um, but it's really just good. I mean, I know you feel this way too. Is like being able to give back to these kids, really, for sure, and just like from areas where we're from and bring kids together. Um, my team is in the middle of Columbia, Missouri. So you got the St. Louis, the Brad Beal team over here. You got Mocan and KC. So it's hard to get good kids, <laughs> but even just the just giving back, bro, is the main the main thing I like nah, about Iowa team. It's it's hard it's hard to compete getting kids with yeah, it's when you competing with them. I had to deal with that same problem, man. But aren't y'all like one of the best teams in the y'all are the one of the best teams? One right? of the best teams in Adidas. In Adidas, I mean, we we about to have our first pro. You know Jacoby Walter. Place for I've Baylor. heard the name. He uh, is a, a freshman, player. about to be about to be a top player. He's about to be my first draft pick. So, and then doesn't your little brother play on the team too? Yeah, no? yeah, he's on like the thirteen team. So that's fire. So it's it's cool, like you said, just to give back and just have kids, bro. That's I mean, like be able to give back and hopefully have kids make it to the league is cool. Um, no, I agree. So people, uh, if I'm not if not not mistaken, Mike, in high school you uh you went to Steph Curry's camp. Um and you want to be P at that camp, man. What 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 was that like for you? I remember seeing highlights because uh, my invite must got lost in the mail or something. I, I didn't get that invite. <laughs> sure, uh, I don't know if they. But um, but what was that experience like for you? And um, man, just getting to learn from somebody like that, who I'm sure at the time and it's probably still is, is like, you know, yeah. one of the players you look up to. Oh yeah. Um, I think that year Steph was like unanimous MVP. So. I mean, I was super hyped when I got the invite. I think you were going to go, but you were more of a Nike dude at the time, right? Yeah. I, yeah, you, you were at the Nike camp. I think I went there and uh, missed out on like a, a Nike trip they did in the Bahamas or something. But working out with Steph, I mean, you know, you you just kind of see the work ethic. So from a young age, like that was imprinted on me, like how good this dude is, how how he prepares, how he works out. And it just kind of carried me through. Um, to the league, like I'm always trying to learn little things, like even, you know, playing with Joker now, like I'm trying to learn little things on how you can achieve greatness. So that was my first experience really being around a superstar like that. And I got to take a lot of, take a lot of things in. Um, but yeah, I think the, the guard, the camp was for a lot of guards and I was like a bigger guard at the time. So me and, uh, you remember Billy Preston, mm-hmm. we were the biggest dudes at the camp. So, uh, yeah, like one-on-one drills and things like that. Like, he was, I was nice too. Yeah. I was winning a lot. I of remember. Those. Yeah, Billy yeah. was Billy was nice. Yeah, um, you've obviously worked out with Steph a lot um, this summer, the previous summer. Um, this is a question for both of you guys. But what what has your been your biggest takeaway from him, either the way he works or kind of the certain things that you guys get to work on during those workouts? Man, it's, I think it's pretty simple. A lot of people say the same thing: just the speed in which he works and like the conditioning part. Like, I mean, you just feel more in shape when you leave a workout. Like, you just feel you just accomplished two, three workouts in that hour that you spent with them. Like, and it could be simple drills as far as just shooting layups, going full court, doing two ball dribbling and just touching lights and little things like that. It could be simple, but it's just the conditioning, how fast you go. That's when you learn like that, how the the pace in which you like practice really, really matters and affects and how you play too. What about you, Mike? Yeah, like he said, it's the pace and like the uh I think Steph's greatest attribute is like his uh how how good a shape he's in, like Trey said. Like 
he got a trainer named Brandon Payne, um, amazing trainer. But like those are the workouts in my whole life that when I leave those, I, I feel like I got better. Mm-hmm. Like I come back to the gym the next day. I'm like, oh, like my handle feels tighter. <laughs> yeah. like, I don't feel as tired running. Like, so he works at a completely different level than I think uh, anyone I've seen really works at. Mm-hmm. Is there a, we in, we in year six, right? Are we in year six now. It's like, you don't really, we play our idols, but it's not like the same like yeah. feeling. Like, How do you feel when you play like your guys, like, I mean, we used to go, KD sponsored our AAU team. Like, mm-hmm. I know you you looked up to him and the way he played and, and all that. Like, how does it feel now? Like, you've played against him some years. You've even been in, I mean, play all battles with him. Like, how, how does it feel going up against some of your idols and how yeah. you feel now? I think it definitely takes a year or two to kind of kind of get rid of that kind of mindset of, like, man, like, I'm guarding KD or KD's guarding me. Like, mm-hmm. do I really want to go at him right now? Like, And you don't really have that because – but it's in the back of your head, like, man, this dude is a superstar. LeBron, KD, Steph, all these guys that we grew up watching. I think it took me like a year to kind of just view it as um, we're on the same court. He's going to me, I'm going to him. But, I mean, you still admire their game. Like, even though I'm trying to go at these dudes or whatever, you still admire their greatness. You still respect them. There's certain guys you don't talk trash to. Yeah. Um, and you just respect what they've done in the league. So there's a ton of guys like that for yeah. sure. So, you know, y'all talk about y'all idols. Y'all talk about matchups too. Somebody's checking the ball up right now, one on one. Who's winning between y'all Me? two? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. One on one, two eleven, two eleven. You better ask him. We play. <laughs> you better ask we, him. We play. Don't lie. Since y'all have been pros, yeah, it gets sick for him. <laughs> I right, we ain't played since we've been pros. No, we we've only played <laughs> at Mocan, like in Mocan, and and that wasn't fair though. <laughs> why, Whoa, why? Why wasn't it fair though? Why? Because. Where there was no rest, one. Oh, when Mike, we played Mike one, you got bro. He be fouling. You be fouling. Be fouling. To be honest, we never really like checked it up. Like, let's go one hundred percent. We yeah. play like at the end of practice and uh, couple and, dribbles and just couple. We only do like yep. two or three dribbles, so obviously I have the advantage. If we're doing <laughs> unlimited dribbles and he can do all his crazy stuff, like I don't know. But I mean, he we're no. different positions, you know. So I don't know how that would go now. I mean, if he gets hot, he's going to be hard to stop. If I get hot, I'm going to just shoot over him and it's going to be hard to stop me. So it's going to be tough. <laughs> That's he's, saying, he's saying the humble route. If, if there's no cameras in here, he's saying he beat me and I'm letting him know I'm beating him. Facts. I mean, it would be back <laughs> in high school. Like, I think I was at the time the number one ranked player and he, I don't know, he was, you know, there was a mid-20s. lot of guards. Yeah, mid 20s, but he always would tell me, Mike, I want you to know, like, I'm the number one player in the country. You're the number two player in the <laughs> yep. country. So, all the time. Yeah, off camera, we definitely got a little a little yeah. competition going on. But of it, course. It'd, be, it'd be all right, game. It's all healthy. It yeah. may go, it may go. If we went seven games, it may be three, four. <laughs> For sure. My way. Mike, I know you, uh, taking a little bit of pivot here, but we obviously got started this summer with From the Point. No, you got your own show, Curious Mike, man. Uh-huh. How's that? How's that process been like for you starting your own podcast, finding your own voice? Yeah. Um, I know you just had an interview come out with AG. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite interviews, honestly, of all NBA podcasts, honestly. I I'm a huge fan of AG. So just yeah. talk talk about what podcast has been like for you and Yeah, I think um similarly to Trey, like I think uh it's easy as an NBA player to get misunderstood as a person. You get, you know, people see how you are on the court, they see you in your competitive nature or whatever, or even like in, we're in 2023. So, you know, people send out tweets. They, 
post on Instagram, write a caption, and it's super easy for the world to perceive you a certain way or like to be taken out of context. And for me, like mm-hmm. I, I had sent out a couple of tweets. It's about certain situations in the world that I that I wanted to speak on or whatever. And, you know, and right now in the world we live in, if you don't go along with like the social norm, like you get killed for it on social media. So for me, the podcast was just a place where I can talk openly about situations I want to and I can like uh, kind of show who I am as a person, but really just openly talk. And I named it Curious Mike. So it's like a, a humble way of saying, I don't know everything, but I still want to talk about certain Great things point. and I don't I don't need people taking me out of context or taking one tweet I said and and blowing it up so for me right. it's been good I just get to have people on there Trey's been on there we got to talk about you know a lot of stuff um but it's just a, a passion off the court you know a little a little hobby I like to do off the court yeah what, what about you I mean we're now this will be our 11th yeah what, what about you I mean nah. just reflecting over the past 10 11 shows man I mean he, he hit the nail on the head a lot of the same reasons it's more about just can try to find ways to control your your own voice. Sometimes when you talk to the media two, three times a day, every other day, it's like sometimes your words can get misconstrued or uh, you don't really can't really say everything you want or uh, don't really have everything that you want to say on your mind right then. So like having this platform, it gives us an opportunity. We can really, I mean, just get on it and we can we can speak our mind and speak the truth and then also people get to know the real side of us and get to i mean see more of the authentic i mean side of us and and what we what we see and what we go through so absolutely speaking of ag man there was this hilarious video this summer about him and Jokic in serbia in the summer and they was like yeah some horse race or whatever like you gotta be honest bro like is this is this dude really like obsessed with horses Jokic? yeah man this dude like Oh, this dude, video. he definitely <laughs> likes horses more than basketball. That's, that's, that's the best way to put it. Like, man, we'll be in there getting ready for practice, a training camp, whatever, and he's on his phone watching the horse races. And then that's who AG is as a person. You know, he's the ultimate teammate. He uh, He's a carefree dude. He'll travel in the offseason by himself. So I know he pulled up on Joker, and uh, I know they had a good time out there in Serbia. So, I mean, you know, they're just – they're both like one of a kind dudes. Joker all off season is in Serbia <laughs> drinking beer and watching horses. Like he probably didn't touch a basketball all off season and somehow he got better. And then AG is just he's a great teammate. He uh he and he's just a free spirit. So he went he pulled up uh to Serbia. So I think I'm gonna try to get out there next year um and see what Yoke has going so on. So you definitely go. Yeah, I wanna go check it out. Just see the culture out there. He tells me like it's fun out there. He says the nightlife is way better than it is over here. So <laughs> I'm gonna go turn up with Joker. It's, it's, it's I awesome. feel that. Yeah. I feel that. What What is uh? I mean, playing with a guy like as dominant as him. Like you've told me, you told me some stories before about how easy he makes it seem. But I mean, what it, how, what is it like playing with with a guy as dominant as Joker? I mean, like I play with good passers. Like I play with you. I play <laughs> with you know Jante. You know, mm-hmm. my brother, who's obviously a very good passer, he makes the game super easy for me. Um, so I play with really good playmakers and passers. I think from the like the center position, the way the Joker, you know, can get it in the post, teams come double, and now he's finding me open all the way across the court for open threes, or he's finding me on a cut. You know, I feel like the two people who have benefited most from how Joker plays is me and Aaron, because Aaron's getting all these easy lobs, you know, and 
playing out of the dunker spot. And when teams come double, he's throwing it up to AG. Mm-hmm. And then me, I'm going to just a lot of easy, wide open threes. I, I mean, I don't know how he's so good. Like, I don't, he, over the years, his routine has gotten like better and better. Like when I first came in the league, he wasn't that um, like locked in. But now, man, every day, He's on time. He's probably, you know, the first one to the gym getting his treatment in. He's he's religious about his routine. And it's just crazy to see. People see, like, his demeanor on the court, and it's like, oh, he's just kind of nonchalant. But he is, like, he's honest. Mm-hmm. I just try to learn his work habits, really, and his routine and how he approaches the game. Um, but he's, he's, you know, the best player in the NBA. And, uh, man, he probably could win MVP the next four or five years the way he plays like mm-hmm. it's I mean, crazy he puts up shit with those every night easy it's crazy i know you had said at one point that at first you were uh you were surprised that joe was starting over mason Plumley. yeah um at what point were you like never mind like <laughs> you know what yeah, like bro. he is actually very much him <laughs> because like <laughs> The Nuggets were the last team I thought I was going to get drafted to. Like, I, I barely knew the Denver Nuggets were an NBA team. Like, <laughs> so I get drafted there and they're telling me, like, they got this big dude who's really good. But you know how it is in college. Like, we pay attention to the NBA now, but we really were paying more attention to college. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really know how good Joker was, but people around the organization kept telling me how good he was. We get out to training camp and, you know, Mason's a pretty athletic big. So he was just, you know, catching lobs, dunking, running the floor. And Joker's just wobbling around, like, not really caring, nonchalant. And he's not really killing in training camp. But they're like, no, just wait. Wait till you see when he actually wants to. He could score 40 a game if he wants to. I was like, man, there's no way. And then we get to the season, and he's going crazy. Like, one game he'll have 20 rebounds. The next game he'll have 15 assists. The next game he'll have 30. The next game after that, he'll have all All those combined. (laughs) And I'm like, bro, what's going on? And then the craziest part about him is, Every year he's gotten better. Like, he was the MVP, then he got better and became the back-to-back MVP. And he's better, like, today than he was then. So it's just like, I don't know how to describe the dude, to be honest. Minus minus him, is uh, is he the best passer in the world? Uh, it's, 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 it's different. Like, he's, you know, I think there's a few passers that amaze me when we play. I think Trey, because I've always said, like, because of his size and the way he's looking people off and throwing a lob and getting it over the like the arms of longer defenders is is really crazy to me. And then, you know, I think Joker, I think Luca, the way like, you know, Luca will look off a defense and then dime somebody. And now Tyrese. Like I'd say like, I don't know if I'm missing anybody, but to me those are the four dudes that like kind of amaze me with yeah. their passing. Yeah. What you think? No, I mean I, I think he said the 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 ones that come to my mind, I mean, Luca be passing that shit. like I feel like if I was six eight, like Luca is who I would I'd be like, Man, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Like, pass. as far as scoring, as far as passing, like, yeah. we do the same, like, look off, mm-hmm. like, if there's, look off to the corner, swinging it from one yeah. side of the court to the other corner. I just like, don't get how he does it being your size, though. It's just like, I gotta, I gotta get, that's why I have to use my speed to get through gaps and, and I gotta get to more creases, but that's why I also, I get some deflected, some deflected and. Some yeah. turnovers that way too, because I'm also always trying to find find people, but sometimes it gets deflected that way. Yeah. But. What's been the favorite pass that you've ever caught from him, going all the way back to high school? Man, there's so many. We we connected on so many lobs. Like, ah, uh, man, 
my favorite one, I think it had to have been Peach Jam Championship. I, you know, he knows, like, he he also knows his players, so he knew, like, I'd have a big game if we wanted to win. We played a stacked team, Mo Bamba, Quade, Brandon Randolph. Uh, I think they had a few other really good oh, yeah, players. Oh, yeah, Hassan. Hassan uh, yeah, Hassan, the, the lefty, he was nice. Yep. But I missed my first Cole shot. Cole Anthony was on that team. Cole Anthony. And so I missed my first shot. And I think we either got an offensive rebound or we went down and got a stop, and then we got the ball again. But Trey, you know, dribbles the gap and just finds me for a quick dunk. I think I dunked mm-hmm. on like Mo. I didn't like like Mo jumped past me and I dunked it. That was the first points of the game. But he just knew like, okay, now Mike is probably rolling. He's feeling good. And just to know your players and know your personnel, like I think that was a big one just because that was the Peace Jam Championship. I don't know if you remember. Uh, that. I remember. I remember that. I remember that play. I think I just remember like. It's hard to remember one play because we made so many. Like, yeah. if you look back at our, at our highlights, it's like we made so many plays, and then even in tournaments that people it wasn't even it wasn't EYBL. It was just in Kansas City. Like, yeah. we had so many moments. Just, I mean, I can just thinking of times throwing it between my legs back and letting him run, and we're in a small little gym just full of Kansas people, and yeah. people are just going crazy. Like, we had so many moments, and like just. That was a, that was a fun time. I got to learn how to like, I can be a really good player and still play with somebody really good right. too, and like we can do some really good things. So yeah, yeah. is you guys have so so much history on the court, off the court. Um, net, kind of reflecting on that, what's one thing that you guys were grateful for getting to team up with each other, have that experience in high school? I remember just from my own personal experience with Trey. Obviously, I didn't meet you until recently, but um, man, this dude would rave about you all the time, bro. I'd be like, dude, this dude Mike is like one of the coolest people I know. So mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of history and a lot of admiration there between the two of you guys, but what's that, uh, what's like one thing that you guys have been grateful for, for each other throughout this process? Yeah. Well, I remember first meeting Trey at the Nike 100 camp. Uh-huh. I think it was in St. Louis. St. Louis. And like, we both were kind of late bloomers. So we're both like, kind of like not as grown as the other dudes in our class. You know, they got mustaches, beards. We're, and I remember seeing just this scrawny kid who was a really good point guard. But then like, I was playing on MoCan the year before he came and you know, we did all right, but, like, we weren't that good. And so we needed to go get a point guard. And then our our the guy named Matt Suler, who's kind of like the GM <laughs> in NBA terms of, of MoCan, he's like, man, we found this dude. You know, he's coming to practice, whatever. His name is Trey Young. And I'd heard the name, but I couldn't put a face to the name. Then he walked in the gym the next day. I was like, oh, I remember him. Then we got on the court, and, like, he had gotten so much better. But, like, he took our team to a whole, like, another level, like, we I don't even think we made Peach Jam the year before he came. And then he came and we both were young. We were playing up. So we were playing guys like De'Aaron Fox, Jason Tatum. Mm-hmm. But we made Peach Jam that year and we were competing. And then the next year, you know, we won it. But that's what I remember is just I finally got a point guard who, who you know, we had the chemistry off the court. We was going to, you know, our coach's crib and spending the night when we had the three days in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. And we just grew a bond. Like we were trying to sneak out the crib together, you know, we just... <laughs> Young dudes, and then yep. um, grew that relationship after that. Mm-hmm. No, nah, that's that's facts. Everything you said was facts. I mean, thing I remember most is just like, obviously the road trips. Like yeah. me and him were together for so long. One time we ended up just fighting. <laughs> just had to fight oh, it yeah. out. Like we just he was pause tackling me on the bed. Like we was in a hotel room. Like yeah, it was like we had spent so many mm-hmm. weeks and weekends with each other from USA to Peach Jam to all the camps and 
everything. We were in the same room and we had just gotten so tired of each other. Little things was just making us so mad. And I just remember those times. And so like, that's why we brothers to this day. And so it's, it's really cool. Man, so. that's awesome, man. No, no before, before, that's hilarious. <laughs> but before we wrap, um, there's a uh, there's a clip that's been going around. Um, did uh, did Luca emulate your shot, man, overnight? I don't know if he was trying to emulate my shot, but I, it looked about. like it though. Uh, I seen that. <laughs> oh, he may have, because <laughs> he like jumped up and shot it. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, I think a couple of my teammates sent it to me, <laughs> and then I seen the comments. They were like, "Ah, oh, if he emulate Michael Porter's game, like he ain't gonna get no assist no more." <laughs> <laughs> so that had me weak too. Um, but that's funny because he shoots it like he just barely jumps. So I saw that clip and it was pretty funny. <laughs> so he was definitely imitating you. <laughs> nah, but it's a few dudes that shoot like that um, in the league. Like doesn't maybe Cam- Bertans? He's maybe maybe Bertans. Bertans jumps like Cam Thomas jumps on his jumper. Um, yeah, but you you the I mean you gotta think you're the best. Like. Yeah, I'm the I'm the OG dude. That sh- <laughs> like I yeah I jump on my jumper and to get it off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. That was a funny clip. That though. was hilarious though. I yeah, was like yeah, I can't I wait. That. I know we're sitting down with MPJ soon, so I we gotta ask him about that. No, for sure. Well, appreciate my brother coming again uh, on the show. Um, it's been another episode of From the Point by your favorite point. Catch us on Bleacher. Yes, yes sir. sir. Bleacher appreciate Report y'all. all season long. Till till next time. My guys. Peace. <laughs>